Holy smokes, guys, it's ready. It's finally here. I wrote this children's book years ago, and I want my boys to know that they have siblings, siblings that unfortunately they won't be able to meet here on earth. I want them to know that I think about our angels and that it's okay if they think about them too. So this book is double-sided. One sided is the brother version. I'm a brother to an angel, and the other side is the sister version. I'm a sister to an angel, and I'm absolutely obsessed with how it turned out. Out. I've ordered a bulk order of 250 copies so if you'd like one for yourself or if you'd like to gift one you can actually pre-order it at shellymetling.com and I will direct link in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for the support you guys and I can't wait to get this book out to you all. Hello everyone we have Jennifer Clark on today's episode. I Honestly, I know her story because we recorded this before and I had some technical difficulties. So here we are round two. Thank you, Jennifer, for doing this. I so appreciate it. No problem. I'm so excited to just kind of like hear your story again and have everybody else hear it as well. So I'm just going to toss the mic to you and start where okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll start kind of where everybody else does. Um, I met my husband in 2016. Um, we met online through a dating app and about four months later we got engaged and we married in September of 2017. Um, we started trying right away to, to have a little one and when I went uh, for my first appointment for a pap smear and everything just normal pap smear and all um, they faintly detected a uh, pregnant, a positive pregnancy test. So they had me come in back three days later, but, uh, it turned out it was a chemical pregnancy. And so then we went through all the tests and, um, she referred us to a reproductive center, uh, in Murfreesboro and went there, saw the doctor. She gave us vitamins and stuff, change of diet and all that. And uh, that was in January of 2018. And then in August of that year, uh, we found out I was pregnant again. Called the reproductive center and everything went in, was, things were going fine. And then I went in for my last appointment with them just to check on baby before I went back to my regular OB. And, um, found out I was going to be miscarrying, which sucked. And um, so they gave me the choices, the normal choices. And I, um, I ended up just going naturally. Um, it took about two weeks before that happened and got through that, luckily. Um, and then got back right on the vitamins and everything, what I was doing before. And it took about another year. Uh, found out in August of 2019 uh, that we were pregnant again. Uh, my husband had been working the night before, so he was still at work when I took the test. So I, I took a picture of the te positive test and I, I said, hi, daddy. And I called him because I sent it and he didn't call me right away so I was like I called him real quick and he answered and I was like did you check your text and he's like no let me check it and he's like wait are you kidding 
And I said, no. <laughs> and so when he got home, um, we hugged and everything. And uh, this time I just saw my regular OB, started going to my regular OB, went at eight weeks, um, which was about the time I was miscarrying last time. So I was a little scared. And when uh, my OB did the vaginal ultrasound and she saw a heartbeat, so I knew everything was going to be okay. Or so I thought, knowing what I know now. <laughs> but um, I had really bad uh, morning sickness throughout. Um, it went away for a little bit. And then about week 15, it came back roaring and um, ended up getting diagnosed with uh, hyperemesis. Um, which means you're pretty much nauseous the whole day. It doesn't let up. Um, I actually lost weight during the pregnancy and um, eventually had to get on a Zofran pump, which gave me a steady dose of Zofran to keep me um, from feeling nauseous so that way I could eat and drink. Um, things were going good. Um, took my blood glucose test, ended up coming back with gestational diabetes. So that was fun. Um, although it never got really high, so I'm very grateful for that. Uh, Remy was looking good. Um, in February of 2020, we uh, went and did a uh, 3D ultrasound, and we had chosen a, a package that allowed us to record the baby's heartbeat and put it in an animal. And because Remy would kick so much and all, my husband had given him the nickname uh, Remy Rabbit. Because we, we came up with the name Remy um, one day when we had went out to a restaurant and it was like a fix your own and then they cook it and bring it to you. And my husband had put down the name Remy. And when they brought over his bowl, I heard it and I was like, I like that name. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah. I was like, where did you hear it? And he's like, well, one of my favorite Marvel characters is Remy LeBeau. And so I was like, well, with our next one, let's name it Remy regardless, because it could go for a girl or a boy. So we both agreed and liked it and stuff. So, um, so then with the rabbit thing, with the kicking, and also whenever we got um, the heartbeat, which he was stubborn and uh, decided to not want to cooperate with the ultrasound tech at the place so she had to have somebody else come in and help her and we were able to get it thankfully and um I kind of I'm jumping all over the place sorry um to find out how we uh were having a boy um we had gotten a pinata the first time around before we had miscarried um, from Party City, it was a question mark. It was pink and blue, and it said boy or girl on it. And so we knew we wanted to use that whenever we did get pregnant again. And so whenever they did the blood test to check on uh, abnormalities and stuff like that, they were able to tell the gender. And so my husband wanted to find out, and because I wanted to be surprised. And so they called him, gave him the gender and we went out that night and he got the stuff he needed to to fill up the, the pinata and we brought it home and all of us took turns to get it open and it really took my husband taking a, a couple good whacks and then me to finally start seeing some color out of it and busted it open and it was a boy 
And my husband told, he had told me beforehand, he's like, I don't make girls because he's already got two boys from a previous marriage. And so sure enough, he made another boy and um, sent pictures out, was thrilled and all. And then um, March 12th, I had went in for a normal uh, appointment, but uh, they had found some protein in my urine and also they sent me over to the hospital because I was still kind of dehydrated and um, they did another they did a different kind of ultrasound at the hospital and all and checked on babies limbs and everything and everything came back normal there and um, I was set up for the 18th to go in for a normal ultrasound just to check on baby's growth and all and that weekend and all I started to not feel them as much but um, my husband had experienced that before with both of his boys is like, don't worry about it. It's okay. Uh, both the boys did this and they both came out fine. So I didn't think about it. I just put it aside and all, um, and went in for the ultrasound on March 18th of 2020 and ultrasound tech normally would basically like let me hear the heartbeat and everything pretty early on and this time she didn't and I was feeling weird I felt like something was off and she kept just going through the normal ultrasound checking everything and then we got to the end of the ultrasound and she had closed off the screen and I said well what about the baby's heartbeat and she's like oh it's a new machine and all let me go check my computer and stuff so I laid there which felt like an eternity because by this time coronavirus had hit and stuff so only I was allowed back in the exam room so my husband and the boys were out in the truck and I had FaceTimed them because my ultrasound place would allow that and we um so we kept waiting and waiting and it felt like an eternity before she came back and she come back and told me she said Dr. Barton's over at the office right or over at the hospital right now she wants you to come over and stuff and she had printed out one picture for us. And uh, so, of course, now I'm really freaking out because I'm like, okay, what's what's going on? I need to know if my baby's okay. So we get over to the hospital and it felt like an eternity there for somebody to come get me, to bring me up to labor and delivery. And being there just the week prior and stuff, and all I knew they'd hook me up to the fetal monitors and all that, and they didn't do that this time. So I thought that was a little strange and odd. And um, eventually my doctor came in and she asked me, she said, has anybody told you why you're here? And I said, no, and I'm, I really am starting to freak out. And she said, well, when they did the ultrasound, um, the baby didn't have a heartbeat. And so she was going to do another scan just to, just to confirm. I was hoping she was going to be wrong and telling me that my baby was going to be okay. And um, she, uh, she did the scan. And there was two nurses in there, and I can't remember their names. And I wish I could because they were nothing but good to me and um she did the scan and she said unfortunately there's still no heart 
And of course, I'm there by myself because my husband had to take the boys back to the house. So after she left the room, um, I did call call him, even the news. And he was just about home, thankfully, with the boys. And um, I called him and I just basically had to tell him that Remy didn't have a heartbeat. And hearing him and the boys both react to that news just broke my heart even more. Even though I was hurting, they, I knew they would be hurting too. And so uh, we, uh, I called my parents because they live in Lewisburg. I live in here in Lynchburg. And uh, it was in Tullahoma. And they came and luckily they took the boys for a couple of days for us. So that way Jay could be in the hospital with me. Um, I got hooked up with an IV and gown and everything like anybody else would that would come in there for a normal label or delivery. But of course, I wasn't going to be bringing home with a baby this time. And, um, and my husband had uh, ran home because we thought we were going to, because they had told us about there was a funeral home in town that would cover the cost of cremation if we wanted to do that. And we both decided to do that. Thank thank thankful for them for that and then um they talked about doing pictures and stuff so I wanted him to be in some of the stuff that my husband had bought me in the to put in the pinata for him and so he he had come home and he ended up grabbing Remy Rabbit for me and that way I could hear his heartbeat still and I played it for the doctor while I was at the hospital and she just thought that was the most neatest and coolest thing ever and um on Thursday March 19th I ended up getting my epidural um wasn't really feeling a whole lot of pain but still just I knew I had always wanted to do an epidural because I didn't want to feel anything and um they started me on Pitocin then and then she came in on uh Friday March 20th broke my water about 7 30 in the morning and she still told me that um should have the baby by that afternoon well started feeling pain on my right side so the nurses helped me turn over and started feeling pain on my left side turned me over again was back on my right side and about 10 45 that morning uh the nurse checked me again and i was completely dilated and baby was coming out and so they had to call the doctor and so she had me do a couple test pushes and of course me never having delivered before um i was like what what do you mean and my husband basically just said it bluntly <laughs> he's like it's like taking a really hard shit so that's what i did and she's like okay stop because <laughs> if i pushed anymore baby was going to be coming out so uh, my doctor got there. Um, she got dressed up and everything. Um, I had made a playlist on Spotify for his birth because I wanted music. And um, the first song that started playing was um, Ellie Golden's I Get to Love You. And then uh, we have a local DJ 
our radio host, uh, Bobby Bones, on um, here in Nashville, and he's syndicated now. And he has a, his own band, and they do like comedy songs. And I put on their uh, Namaste, and all, which was kind of it, kind of lightened the mood a little bit. And then um, as I was starting to push Remy out, uh, the song Hallelujah came on there. I can't remember the artist version that I had on there. And at 11.13, on March 20th, 2020, Remy came into this world silent. He was born still, but he was still born. And knowing I wasn't going to hear her cry like I experienced with my sister when she gave birth to her first little boy, Tyler, who just turned 11 yesterday. The hardest thing in the world is when you're pregnant, you expect to come home and labor and bring a baby home with you. And I'm not going to get to do that. And so they took him and I heard my doctor, my husband covering my eyes because he didn't want me to see him like that. He wanted me to wait and see him after he got cleaned up. The doctor, after she pulled him out, she just said it was the cord. The cord had wrapped around him so much. That's what took him from us. She's like, you did nothing wrong. Like, it's just one of these fluke things that happened. And so they, they took him over and cleaned him up. He was 19 inches long. It was five pounds and two and a half ounces. So he was going to be a big boy. I was around 33 weeks at the time. And uh, they brought him over to me and placed him in my arms. And I looked at my husband. And I told him, I said, I love you and I love the boys, but this is just something else altogether. We took pictures with him and uh, we had some time with him and then they took him for a little bit to go clean him up a little bit more. And during that time, they ended up uh, calling the funeral home to come pick him up. And then they, once they got done, um, they made a little memory box for us and uh they brought that in after they brought him back in so we have uh copies of his feet print footprints they couldn't do his hand so much his hand didn't want to cooperate with us so um i took off his cap for like a second and saw that he had just a ton of hair which in our 3D ultrasound, that's our uh, tech pointed that out to us because he had a lot of hair. And sure enough, he did. <laughs> um, I took some uh, more pictures with him and everything. And my mom and dad had gotten there with the boys. And, of course, they couldn't come up. So my mom came up and saw him. And uh, we... Um, waited held them as much as possible and eventually the the funeral home was there and i had asked the nurse um if we could keep the blanket and his cap because that's gonna be the only thing that i get to bring home from the hospital that had him on it and she said yeah of course and so they they took him out of the one blanket and 
cap and put him in a fresh blanket and cap to go with the funeral director and they brought in a car seat to transport him and I had to give him back to my husband because I wouldn't have given him up I, I couldn't do it and so my husband held him one last time and then he put him in the car seat and I walked out the door with him that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do with my life. And we um, called my husband later on that night because, of course, he had to take care, check on the boys and take care of them. And I said, it just doesn't feel right. I feel like he's all alone. And I was like, he needs to be here with me. And he's like, I know. And so we set it up to... Um, go to the funeral home to set up the arrangements and everything that Monday and so we uh, went and did that and I told them we were wanting to do the cremation and everything so we did that and then that Thursday we got his ashes back because we weren't sure how quickly it was going to be done with COVID and everything going on and during that time um, I had found these uh, little urn necklaces that had a rabbit on it with wings and so I ordered those for us so that way we could put some of his ashes and me and my husband wear ours every single day and he's always with us and um and we also for uh, Mother's Day that year I had asked for a tree to plant for him to remember him and I picked out a lilac tree and they got here and we planted some of his ashes in that um my husband has now gotten a tattoo because he had given the boys uh animal names since Remy was rabbit uh Memphis which is our oldest is uh brother bear and our middle which is David J he is brother wolf and he has it on his hand and it's a bear rabbit and wolf the rabbit's looking up at the bear and um one tradition we had started even though i had gestational diabetes every tuesday um we had decided it would be ice cream tuesday because i uh, even though i wasn't supposed to have it and everything i allowed my my husband's like come on just do it it's one little thing it's not gonna hurt you that much and luckily it didn't and so to this day every Tuesday is ice cream Tuesday now because it's a way of having Remy around with us always and even with our necklaces and everything and um with his middle name we had went back and forth on so many different ones we wanted a family name we wanted something different and all and since Remy was our rainbow baby we end up giving him the middle name of Bo, D-E-A-U. So it's kind of like Remy Lobo, but we took out the love part. So, so it was Remy Bo Clark, and um, he will actually be one here in less than two weeks, 13 days from now. And um, we've already started planning for his birthday celebration. Um, we got a really cool solar lantern that sits out by his tree now, and it glows at night. And then 
uh, got balloons that spell out his name and got him a candle because we will be getting a cake. We'll be getting an ice cream cake for his birthday. And um, just looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in the future. And I guess um, I can go ahead and you're the second person to know outside our family, Shelly. Uh, we are expecting again. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Exciting. Is that, is it yes. great? Like, how are you feeling? Uh, oh, queasy. <laughs> Not as bad as with Remy so far, but um, taking the Zofran just to be on the safe side. Mm-hmm. Um, I am about six and a half weeks along now. Found out on February 19th, we were expecting again. And so... Remy gave us a little brother or sister for him. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So, oh, yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so exciting. I'm so happy for you guys. And thank you for doing this again. (laughs) Not a problem. Sorry, I cried again. I thought I could get through (laughs) it without crying again, but nope. No, you did amazing. If someone reached out to you, where could they do so? Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, it's Jennifer Clark. Okay. And, um, also my email. Okay. And I'll go ahead and I'll link, I'll link your Instagram. Oh, perfect. Thank you. So it's easy for people to find you. Oh yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Keep me posted. Oh, definitely. Definitely will. Good. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks, Shelly. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to share your life after miscarriage story, go to ShellyMetling.com. Click on the life after miscarriage tab and add yourself right to the recording schedule. And I can't wait to chat with you soon. Next one.